As a young guy, I had a dream that someday I would build the finest organization in professional sports. The prime thing is you have to win. You have to win. Otherwise, you can't be a success in professional football. Intercepted by the Oakland Raiders. Little Brown at the 30, 40, 50. He's going all the way. Old man Willie. Touchdown Raiders. Boom, we cross him. The left goes to the right, the right goes to the left. This guy crosses here, he crosses here. They have no idea where we are, who we are, where we're coming from, or who we're throwing to. You can't stop Hunter! Riffro! Stop calling tails! Stop calling tails! It's not! It's a hydrate. It's so hot sometimes. Jeez, with the flow too. God bless you. God bless America. Ho, 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 ho! Santa Claus is here, huddle up! Before I announce the pick, let me just say congratulations and to all the mom happy mothers and to all your moms throughout the world. Yeah, Raiders! 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 When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players. You have a great organization. And you tell them one thing. Just win, baby. Raider Nation, welcome back to another episode of the Behind the Eye Patch podcast. It has been a quick minute, but I am joined by not only Tyler tonight, but Birch as well. We are back after a lengthy offseason. Gentlemen, starting with Birch. How are you feeling, Birch? How are you doing, man? Oh, I'm great. We are back. Football's back. Fall is upon us. And that means lots of football, like I already said. So I'm great. Amen. Amen. Tyler, man, you hanging in there? Absolutely. Happy as a clam, finer than frog hair. Just ready Mm. for some football, man. Ready for real football. We got a small taste of the preseason but I, it left me wanting more. Amen. Amen. And, you know, I was pleasantly surprised to see some familiar faces out there on the field for a little bit of a lengthier time than I thought was going to be given to them. So it was kind of fun to see some what you would assume to be starters in this season uh, out there actually running around and, and lowering the pads. But we'll get into that. As the podcast continues, um, guys, let's just dive right into it. Like I said, we've been kind of gone all off season, so we're back now. A lot has transpired. I'd like to just dive right in. Tyler, I'd like to start with you. I want you to give me the most, your most favorite off season move thus far and your least favorite off season move thus far. I feel like that's cheating, Micah, because honestly... Was there a better move than grabbing Devonte Adams? I don't think so. So I feel like I feel like that's a cheating move. Um, <laughs> but that that was my favorite one. I mean, that was my favorite move of the entire offseason was that trade for Devonte Adams, who comes in allegedly has rapport with Carr, and that is a fantastic move. Probably. I mean, arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL today is now a Raider. That makes me feel good. I still get warm, fuzzy feelings when I hear, hey, guys, Devontae Adams, he's a Raider. I, it doesn't ever get old. Right. I love it. Uh, the worst move was re-signing Brandon Parker. <laughs> and that's probably some low-hanging fruit as well, but good heavens, I'm so sick of that dude. Like, bless bless his heart for trying, but golly, can we not find somebody to anchor the right side of that offensive line for a change? I, we can go back to Khalif Barnes for crying out loud. When was the last time that we had a decent right tackle? Like Langston Walker? Like, I mean, we're reaching, reaching back into the volumes of time. That's my least favorite one is is that we re-signed Brandon Parker. That's fair. That's fair. Um, you stole mine. So Sorry. Dang it. We didn't even talk about this before. Yeah. Yeah. 
Birch, okay, since Tyler basically is speaking for everybody, at least give me your favorite offseason move. Do you got anything, I mean, besides the obvious of Devontae yeah, Adams? Uh, um, I was thinking along the same lines, both, but I will, I've been thinking while Tyler was talking, and I think probably my favorite offseason season moves, I'm going to go plural, is we re-signed our own players, our good players like Max Crosby, Hunter Renfro, Working with Waller, I would assume. Because um, usually we're like, eh, you're really good. Let's just let you go play for another team and do really well for other teams other than us. <laughs> right. Um, then my least favorite move in general would probably be the offensive line depth. Like uh, kind of playing off of what Tyler said with the right tackle. Um, with Denzel Good retiring, kind of left us out hanging. Hopefully, some of these uh, these uh, rookies that we drafted on the offensive line, I mean, maybe even you know some former, some first round picks that we've drafted recently can you know step up and actually play some football at the right tackle position. Oh man! Dude, Birch, I drank a rock star earlier. I'm zero prisoners yeah. right now. The man I, has a family, Birch. Yeah, jeez, dude. Well, so do I. Big grief. <laughs> <laughs> I might have been the best comeback I've ever heard on the uh, podcast. Straight <laughs> to the point and a zinger. Um, uh, speaking of zinger, I'm going to go with uh, our new general manager is probably my least favorite offseason move thus far just because I felt like it was a real Raider move hiring a guy with no proven talent, but a lot of potential. Uh, I just, I don't know, guys. It just, they're like, wow, he's, you know, what was he doing? What did we talk about? Wasn't it like two or three years ago he was a principal at a high school or something like that? A counselor. And now you're the general manager of a pro football team. Talk about ascending. A job. It, I mean, I don't that's even know what you call quite it. the pay raise, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. I w- yeah, a little bit probably. I I just I don't know, guys. We've talked about this and we beat this drum about about picking people, mostly players, but I'm gonna also go with front office people that like give us some proven people. Hey, like, however, I, I don't... he pulled the trigger on Devonte Adams getting there. That is fair. That is fair. And 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 granted, the things we're mentioning, you know, Chandler Jones, yeah, helping out the helping out the defense, adding Rocky Sin, Chandler Jones, um, paying our players, our good players. Uh, you know, a lot of people thought Darren Waller was going to be gone this offseason. Now it looks like you know they're just working out the kinks there. But Waller is going to be a Raider, you know, for a long time. So so. Uh, I will ret- I will step back a little bit on that, and I will give him props for that. But I'm leery. I'm leery because we did this with Mike Mayock. We've done this so many times in the past that I just and it burns us like nine times out of ten. And then three, four years down the road, we're starting over. Um, I was personally when that happened, I wasn't a very happy camper not saying we should have kept Mike Mayock by any stretch of the imagination but I wasn't happy with like taking a a school counselor and making him the GM uh favorite offseason move I mean you guys have been nailing a lot of this I like I like I'll just stick with what I said earlier I like that we've helped the defense um by adding Chandler Jones uh Rocky Asin I think there are obviously some still some holes there. I'm not a massive fan. Tyler was talking about, um, you know, offensive line depth. I don't think there's a lot of linebacker depth as well. Um, and interested to see if and how we address that. You know, um, we talked about we need help at right tackle and linebacker, and we went out and signed a wide receiver today. Or no, that was yesterday. So... Uh, again, see, I'm glad to see the new regime sticking with the Raider way and uh, signing positions that don't seem to be. I mean, I don't know about you, gents, but I feel like the wide receiver position is pretty deep. Would I be wrong in that assumption? 
negative. I mean, you got your top ones. You got Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, um, Mac Hollins, Demarcus Robinson, Keelan Cole. That um, what's it? Is a Johnson dude that was showing out in the first oh, first game? Tyrone Billy or Tyron 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 Johnson dude, got some speed. He's a true Raider. Yeah, had some good hands too. Dropped a nice deep pass from Stidham during the preseason game. <laughs> so I wow, mean, wow, I, I need to calm down. I'm just hey, a we little got a excited. guy on our on our team that can give somebody a ride. Isaiah Zuber. Is that like? <laughs> oh my! Is that like a new Uber? A Zuber? We need uh, him in Vegas. I don't yes. know. Maybe Hunter Judas will Priest. be calling him at some time. Yes, we do. Like, quit driving drunk, you fools. Seriously, seriously. Um, so I, like I said, we've been away from the game, gentlemen, for just a quick minute, and all this has transpired. But I feel like now the preseason is is upon us. Obviously, we've played uh, the first preseason game. I did not realize. I'll be honest with you. I didn't realize that we had to play um, four preseason games if you play in the Hall of Fame game. Did not realize that. I thought it was just three all the way around. But the two teams that play in the Hall of Fame game play for so um i mean looking forward to sunday we play the vikings do you guys i mean anything you're looking for there as far as do you think we just see a lot of the same what we saw last week as far as with starters and um you know the type of players that are playing obviously we didn't see Carr, max crosby uh, or do you think you start to see them sprinkled in for you know, maybe a down or two. I would not expect them to play. I don't even, I wouldn't even expect Jacobs to play anymore until maybe the third or fourth. Um, I know Mick McNuggets likes to get the <laughs> running backs hit. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't, I would just, I would still expect to see maybe some offensive linemen trying to get that hashed out. Cause that seems to be our, on the offensive side of the ball or weakest link, but I don't know. What are your thoughts, Tyler? I don't know. I don't know what to expect anymore. I almost would expect to see Jacobs and not really anybody else. Maybe like in the third game of the four games that we play, they might put the starting unit out there for a little bit, but I would not be surprised at all if they just, I mean, they've got to play a little bit. I would think, Maybe that right. that not the last game of the preseason, but maybe like the middle one of the preseason. Um, but like the offensive line needs reps like crazy. So I I hope that going against the likes of Max Crosby and Chandler G- Jones helps that offensive line. But good heavens, that that's the part that worries me the most. I mean, you have all these players and weapons for Carr, and all I can envision is Carr laying in the fetal position because Brandon Turnstile Parker's out there <laughs> starting at right tackle. That just doesn't doesn't give me warm fuzzy feelings. But but wait, he's um, hurt. Yeah, he is hurt. Um, I don't know what to say about that. I know I'm in pain when I'm watching him out there. (laughs) (laughs) Has he been out there? Like, was he out there? (laughs) I don't know if we could confirm. I think we just left the right tackle position just open. They just played with four offensive linemen. Yeah, I think it just went center guard on that side. And it's Um, no no offense, but that is what it feels like when he's out there. Like, it just uh, well, feels like there's nobody over there. You might as well, well what, just, like, have the D-end line up over the air. <laughs> and then maybe run, like, a read option that side, you know, to fake him out. Uh, the thing that is, that's so mind-boggling, too, is have we not seen enough of this? Like, have we not watched Parker get beat like a drum like well, game in and game out enough to yeah. be like, you know what? I think we know what we have here. It's time to do something different. Like well, he's the a funny viable thing is backup, pre- but yeah. not a starter. Well, in the preseason game, you got Chris Collinsworth being like talking about the Jaguars rookie pass rusher going up against one of the Raiders best offensive linemen. I'm like, dude, have you even watched Brandon Parker play? Yeah, no, he did goodness. not do his homework well. 
No, he was probably three or four drinks in by the time he was watching Raiders. <laughs> You'd football. have to be to be able to put up with that shenanigans. Yeah, to 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 you you'd have to be a good four or five drinks in to think Brandon Parker was a def- decent tackle. Oh my! What's sad is maybe he is one of the best offensive linemen on our <laughs> team. That's what's really sad. Uh, and you know, and I, so I would expect, I guess if we take anything away, I would expect to see Brandon Parker out there the whole game. <laughs> if he's not um, hurt. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, had, uh, some, uh, was it Parham had a bad snap? I think it was just when Stidham was in Uh poor exchange there, but he's getting his reps. Good to see him in there. He, there's a guy that could bounce around a bit. Um, you know, I didn't pay attention. I didn't go back to watch to be down and honest with you how Andre James played. He was a liability last year as well. Probably like cheeks. <laughs> I don't know. Did he even play? I don't, somebody take the flamethrower away from Birch. Good grief. Good grief. No um, more rock stars. Yeah, seriously. One thing that, that uh, intrigued me was the backup quarterback battle. I thought both Stidham and Mullins played well. Um, now, granted, it was against Jacksonville. So, um, you know, take... I mean, that's all you need to say, really. Um, but they both, uh, as far as passes and stuff go, both were dropping dimes. Both looked solid when Parker wasn't letting the defensive end just completely bum-rush them. Uh, and they had a <laughs> second or two to, to actually get a pass off. Um, they were completing some passes downfield, the both of them. So I'm interested to see Stidham had the one nice run for the touchdown, um, which, you know, harkens me back just a little bit to a Mariota esque type quarterback, which, uh, you know, there, there's another off season move. I, I'm disappointed in that Mariota left the quarterback room for the Raiders, but I mean, can you blame him? If you get a chance to go start somewhere, you got to take it. But absolutely, I digress. I was excited to see the backup quarterback position. Looks pretty strong. I know it's something that, you know, usually Gruden like to keep five or six backup quarterbacks <laughs> on the roster. Nathan so, Peterman. Uh, is he still on the roster? No, he's gone, but it in, in kills my he heart. Is. In spirit. <laughs> he was a Gruden grinder. For sure, I think I think Glennon and all of his neck is still there too, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, welcome back to the podcast, everybody. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. Glennon is not there anymore. Anyway, uh, any other thoughts from the game? Let's just d- dive right into that, guys. I'm, I'm talking about the backup quarterback position. Ty or Birch. Let's start with you on this one. Uh, anything that you saw from the game that got you excited? Yes, I mean I did like uh, Stidham as well. I think. I like him as a prospect better than Mullins. Maybe, um, maybe we need. To, I mean, obviously, we'll see a little bit more of those two. Um, but the thing that got me that I really liked and was excited about was Zeus. Man, ah, the dude yeah. was running with some behind his pads, running through people, catching screen passes. Did you guys? I I wish I would have counted how many screen passes we threw. Forty-seven, probably. <laughs> Which I don't think we've thrown forty-seven in the last ten years, let alone. So, no. But no, I like it, and I like the running backs. Um, the running back room is is very deep. Um, I mean, Abdullah played well, had a heck of a celebration after the touchdown. I mean, that kick was on point. Um, but you got, we didn't even see everybody at the running back either. You had Jacobs, Zeus, Abdullah. I mean, there's still Bolden. Um, yeah, so that the running backs and the way that we ran the ball, even though it was a preseason game against Jacksonville. Um, but from what, if I believe Collinsworth or whatever, they said that Jacksonville actually had most of their starters out there for the first few series yes. on defense. So it was good to see. I mean, the first run that Jay- Jacobs got, I mean, there was a huge hole that they opened up and – Right. I mean, he busted off 12, 13 yards, so it's good to see. And you're doing that against the likes of, like, Calais Campbell out there. You know, it was like, oh, this is lovely. So, uh, Tyler, how about you? I was just looking at some stats. Did you know that Zamir White 
is actually lays weighs less than Josh Jacobs. That surprises me. Yeah. He's six foot two fifteen and Jacobs is five ten two twenty. That is that surprises me a lot, actually. Hmm. And Brandon Bolden is two twenty. But I digress. Um no, I was actually I was really intrigued with Zeus as well. Um and I mean we didn't have a ton of starters that played at all other than like on the offensive line. I don't think Miller started. Uh, I think they had Parker at like left tackle. I don't think uh, Simpson did play, right? I, I believe so. Yeah. Simpson played. Um, but I mean, yeah. How the, about Lester Cotton? That's a great cow. story. That is a great story. He was tossing people around. He was. Uh, and I mean, he's been, he's been cut a couple times from the Raiders brought back cut brought back. And, uh, yeah, I I thought that, yeah, he was great. Uh, I am, I don't know. Nobody really like stuck out to me. I thought, um, Tyron Johnson, I thought he had that one deep pass and he dropped it, but it showed good promise, if nothing else. Like, there's a speedy guy for you. Um, I'd like to see... What's the, the guy that we signed from? Oh, my heck. It's been too long. Demarcus Robinson. I'm curious to see if he gets any uh, work in the preseason. Yeah. That would be an interesting thing to me because I know you've got Adams and Renfro that are going to start um, respectively, who's the third guy to step up? That's kind of what I'm wondering. Is it Johnson? Is it Robinson? Because um, right. or is it Mac Collins? Be, I mean, imagine either one of those. You know, opposite of uh, Devonte Adams with Waller. You know, in the middle and Renfro. You know, in the slot. I mean, that's. Pick your poison, right? And that's what we were looking forward to so much last year with Henry Ruggs and the stable we had last year until all of that just went, yeah, I hate to use the phrase blew up because it kind of technically did, especially for Ruggs. But I, you know, so hopefully, hopefully this year, you know, we finally see the fruit of the offense come to bear so to speak, because I'm kind of tired of everybody talking about, oh, if Carr only had this, if Carr only had that, just give him this, give him a true wide receiver one. Like, I don't think it gets much more wide receiver one than Devontae Adams in the NFL. And I must say, Devontae Adams giving me a little of that Jerry Rice feel over there. Smack some dreads on Jerry Rice and don't tell me that they don't look like they couldn't be twins over there. I'm just telling. Go back and look at the tape. Look at the tape. Slap some dreads on Jerry Rice, and it's like, oh my, that's Devontae Adams, and vice versa. So, I'm you guys want to know us? Perhaps an under the radar person for the offensive line. I was just looking Absolutely. through the depth chart. You guys remember Jermaine Illuminor? Oh, yeah. I watched him play. Big body, big body, big dude, versatile dude. Yes. It would not surprise me if perhaps the final right side looks like a combination of either him at right tackle or Leatherwood at right tackle and, um, with the other one flipped in at guard. So Illuminor at right guard and Leatherwood at right tackle or Leatherwood at guard and Illuminor at tackle. Would That that might be kind of a sneaky, a sneaky uh, pick. For that side, I think the left side's hammered down. I think you've got Miller and you go Simpson, and then you probably go Miller or sorry James at center. Um, and I'm kind of curious to see who they're going to pick, keep as backups there because you've got Ronis Grasu, uh, who's a wily vet who's played for the Bears and played for the Raiders last year. Um, on the practice squad that is also on the team that could come in and play 
a couple different positions on the line. So it's going to be interesting to see how that line shakes out. But that's a name I think that I'm going to watch as a Luminor and see where he ends up. You had Parham. Parham was a guard in college, wasn't he? A guard, yeah, slash center. Yeah, so he got some reps at center, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Parham's another name to watch that, you know, you might be able to slip in there on the right side. Um, be interested to see if you could do something like that. Um, and if you'd want somebody like, didn't Alex Leatherwood play right tackle? Isn't that his true position? I, I yes, think he was on the been. left side. Okay. Well, I, th- either I, you know, off, I'd have to look that up. Gosh, it's been way too long, but you know, that was a name you might be able to, you know, you might go Parham and then Leatherwood. Uh, very curious to see. Uh, again, I'll, I'll be brutally honest with you guys. I haven't gone back and watched uh, the tape on how Leatherwood performed um, last Thursday and in, in the game. I think um, I saw that he had a PFF grade of 75 plus, like 76 something. Okay. okay. So, but I, you know, I, honestly, I was, I was so focused on Parker being, you know, four to five yards in our own backfield off of every snap that I was, it was kind of hard to watch anything else. Um, but I've, I've got to go back that uh, the offensive line obviously is probably the biggest, obviously off on the offensive side of the ball is the biggest question mark because that's going to make or break our season. If we can't put that all together, I mean, we don't have Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson back there that can make something out of nothing. Carr needs a clean pocket. Um, but if we've seen anything about Josh McDaniels and what he can bring to the table, you might see a lot of play action, a lot of getting people moving and out of position on the defensive side of the ball. And you might see a lot of that, especially if he feels like there's one side of the of the line that's weaker than the other, and he needs to kind of compensate for that. So I, I have faith, and I don't know why, because... I've last time Josh McDaniels was a head coach, it was a disaster, but that was a decade ago. So a lot has changed. Um, I, I, I've got faith that, I don't know. I've got a good feeling that Josh McDaniels is going to put our offense in the best position and specifically Carr in the best position to win. He's going to utilize Carr's strengths. I don't know. I just, it's a gut feeling gentlemen. I, I just feel like, I feel like that's why he got the job. He came in and with a plan to Mark Davis and said, look, this is how you need to be using this guy. Like, yeah. imagine if Carr were in New England. I mean, the Patriots would be under Belichick and him. I mean, the Patriots would be winning 12, 13 games a year, I feel like, because I think they'd be tailoring an offense around Derek Carr. And I think Derek Carr is a good enough quarterback um, that with the right, right weapons and the right um, scheme that he can thrive. And and uh, so I just, I feel like Josh McDaniels is going to do that. We'll see. Maybe at the end of this year, you guys will wonder what I was puffing on in this podcast, but I've got some faith, I guess. Yeah, and I think that um, going back to things that stood out from the first preseason game, I mean, I know it doesn't mean a lot, but we actually looked competent out on the field, even with the backups. Like we acted like we knew what we were doing we knew yep. what our jobs were at each position. There were not a lot. I mean, there were a few penalties, a few mistakes, but nothing like the Raiders of old. Guess like, who had those penalties, everybody? I don't even want to know. Uh. I think I do. <laughs> I do know, but but for real, like it actually looked like a football team that knew what they were doing. So that's promising. Yeah, they dominated at like every level in like when the starters were in. Second string, third string, and that, and again, it's Jacksonville. I, I, I think, and I said this after the game. I was telling you guys, like, you know, obviously it's preseason. They have to have something to talk about, so they're hyping everybody up. And I'm like, guys, I don't think Jacksonville's going to be very good this year. Again, like, they might win four games, five games, which would be an improvement for them. But I think even five games might be pushing it. I'm just not. I don't see. Ja- I think Jacksonville's still a few years away from putting it all together. Um, so I think the real test, you've got a veteran led Vikings team, uh, this Sunday. Uh, I think you're going to see a lot more. You'll get a better feel for, you know, that, that discipline and what seemed to be 
just a whole unit functioning together, like you were saying, Birch. Everybody seemed to be on the same page. Everybody, everything seemed to be working and clicking and running on all cylinders. And it was like, whoa, this is cool. You know, you didn't have like wide receivers running the same routes into each other, <laughs> you know, and stuff like that. Yes, that's very true. I, I, I liked how crisp everything seemed to be. So, you know, that it looked like uh, maybe a better disciplined team. Um, and, uh, you know, we always, you always have the preseason over hypeness. Like every year we're going to, we find like an undrafted running back like Chris Warren or we find uh, Trey Regis, you know, every year and we get hyped about those guys because we're just so hungry for football. We want something. Um, but it just felt different. It felt like it was something well pieced together. Uh, it, it wasn't sloppy. It, it, it did. It looked different. It looked like a different product, which if we could cut down penalties and just be like, you know, a more disciplined team, that, that's not a bad thing. I know a lot of Raiders fans would be upset because, oh, we're the bad boys and we we cheat and we take what we want. It's like, but that doesn't really work anymore. So let's try a new approach of actually playing football and being, you know, being wise with what we do and be crisp and play a clean game and go out and win some football games. Who cares what it looks like? Let's just go win. You bring up a good point there too, Tyler. Like, yeah, this isn't like, this isn't the 70s, you know, where people are like taking each other's heads off and, and <laughs> you know, removing spleens with hits and stuff like that. Like, this is a totally, this is a very much watered down version of 70s gridiron football here. Uh, uh, so you have to adjust and it doesn't seem like the Raiders have done, well, they just haven't done a good job of that in the past. So, um yeah, a different approach to the game because the game has changed. Um, is a very that, that that intrigues me. That's a good a good uh, observation. Um, and maybe that's you. something that <laughs> that's something that we like. I haven't I haven't been able to put into words, but it's like why? Yeah, what the the stupid penalties, the the just the lack of discipline. That you know what, like you said, that we could could have gotten away with that forty years ago, but not in today's game. And so, finally, having maybe some leadership at the helm that says, "All right, time to change the culture and time to change." We can still be the bad boys. You could be as bad a boy as you want if you win in football games, but you do it. You know, you win it the right way. You win it the more disciplined way now. Um, and there might be some players that don't fit that mold, like a uh, who's our safety that uh, our Abrams. Abrams. Yeah, that that you know what I love the physicality and I love the punch that he brings, but my heavens, that guy—if he's not hurting himself, he's drawing penalties, and it's and that might be a guy that doesn't fit this mold unless they can curb that from him. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see. So interested to see how the preseason progresses. Um, guys, do you? I, I kind of want to get in, and, and unless you guys have something else, I'd like to look at the schedule for a minute and kind of go over that. Are, are we all in agreement? Do we want anything else on the preseason we're going to go for? I'm getting a thumbs up. Here, here. So let's let's look at the Raiders' schedule and uh, and kind of just I don't know, browse this and see see what we think. And uh, shoot, I don't know if we, we could wait to make preseason picks. Till prior to the week one podcast, um, we've already got a win, gentlemen. We beat Jacksonville in the preseason, <laughs> so it's nice to see a W in that column. Start off week one against the Chargers. Um, I just would like to add, I almost feel like, until proven otherwise, the AFC West might be like one of the most, if not the most div- difficult, or at the least star-studded, divisions now like in the entire NFL we're in for a wild ride in the AFC West agree disagree agree I agree yeah I I mean you've got Khalil Mack coming back you've got Russell Wilson now 
because apparently Russell Wilson makes the Broncos Super Bowl contenders according to the prevailing sentiment around the NFL. In fact, I don't even know why the rest of the AFC West bothers. Well, they have the best receivers in the NFL. I know. They're going like 14-3 and this year, apparently, with Russell Wilson. So... Uh, apparently that Do was they the have any they receivers? Because all of them that I know of have torn their ACLs. Oh, geez. Oh, geez. Tyler. Goodness, man. The fire's Jeepers. going around. I like that. No, I don't like the Broncos. That's a well-established fact. <laughs> that is. That is on this podcast. We've got Chargers, Cardinals, Titans, Broncos, Chiefs. Um, goodness, those first five games are doozies. They are. I mean, it's all I, like five really good games. I feel like. I mean, um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think if there somebody recently was suspended for six games of the DeAndre Hopkins. The so that helps. Was us that DeAndre Hopkins? I know he's suspended so, for the first little bit. So that helps. I mean, you got no D Hop. I mean, again, arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL. Um, not having him there, uh, Titans, that's always going to be a tough out, but they have no more AJ Brown, which is a huge loss. In my opinion, you still have Derrick Henry, but he's coming off that injury and guys, Henry has been on top of the league for the last, what, two seasons, two and a half seasons. I'm just saying the law of averages is bound to kick in. I think you're going to start to see a decrease in Derrick Henry and you can't stay on top forever. Okay, it's not, that's it's not a bad, said. but you can't stay take. on top forever. And, I, and I feel like, oh, go ahead. <laughs> I feel like that <laughs> this season you're going to see him take a step <laughs> or two back. <laughs> you're, I think, like, I think he's still going to be one of the top producers, but he may be five or six, not number one. Might be even be four or five. I think there might be two or three or four running backs in front of him. I just I think that injury after two seasons on top in the league, I think you're going to see a regression there. Um, but my point being, very winnable game for the Raiders, even though it's not quite East Coast, but Tennessee is close enough. Um, Eastern time zone is not friendly. I'm not sold on the Broncos, guys, being this powerhouse with Russell Wilson there all of a sudden. Um, Chiefs, can we talk about the Chiefs for a second? Tyreek Hill leaving the Chiefs and um, who's who's the wide receiver we just poached from? I'll keep wanting to say Pat Robinson. Demarcus Robinson. Demarcus Robinson. Robinson. Guys, all of a sudden, I don't know, but I feel like the Chiefs do not look that scary. They also lost Tyrone Matthew, um, kind of the, uh, the general back there on the defense. The Chiefs, there's another team. They've been on top in the league for the past two seasons, three seasons. I... Every team always has that year that seems like they fall back. Even when Aaron Rodgers was like at his peak, like they had a year where they went like four and 12. Even the Patriots, Tom Brady got hurt. They had a, a, you know, a down year. Everybody has that year. And I could see with the loss of Tyree kill, all of a sudden that offense looks totally different. And all of a sudden that offense does not, in my opinion, look as scary because you can double, you can double Kelsey now. And and who are they gonna? Well, they just drafted the the wide receiver out of Clemson. If I'm not, how uh, uh, I should know this. I live in South Carolina. He was undrafted, now. Justin Ross, but he's done. Ross, right? He's done now. Now Ross had previous injuries. That's the reason why he went undrafted, and now he's done. But oh my goodness, guys! I looked. I was watching Chiefs forums and fan pages, and Ross was. The second coming. This was the ultimate undrafted player. He was going to take the NFL world by storm, according to Chiefs players. Now he's not there. So the Chiefs all of a sudden, to me, don't look that scary. Agree or disagree? The only only thing that I think makes the Chiefs scary is their head coach. Like, he's, he's a wizard. He looks like a walrus, but he's really a wizard. <laughs> and so I'm not I'm not counting them out, but it is a major downgrade to go from Tyreek Hill as your number one to Juju Smith Schuster. That's that's quite 
the downgrade. Not saying that Juju's not a good receiver. He is. But look at his numbers after Antonio Brown flipped his lid. And they're not, you know, they're not as good as they were when Brown was there. Brown is psychotic as the crazy idiot is. I mean, he was a good ball player at one time. Should have stayed in Pittsburgh and, and been in the Hall of Fame, but decided to do crack and all other kinds of things. And anyways, um, <laughs> I digress, but th- that's quite the downgrade. You're absolutely right. The The wide receivers are not as scary, but the walrus always finds a way, it seems, to scheme for what his players do best. That's that's the part that still is that makes my heart kind of, uh, I don't know. Everybody's kind of counting out the Chiefs. The Walrus knows that. He's a pretty smart dude. He's a good coach. That's the part that kind of still scares me is he's still there and he's in charge. And uh, Patrick Mahomes is still a pretty good quarterback. So they've they, right. you've got those two pieces. It, they, may, they may change the dynamic of their offense a little bit. And uh, I don't know. I still don't. I'm not super convinced that they're done. I would say that the Broncos are less scary than the Chiefs to me still. I would agree. That's fair. And until proven otherwise, I am still scared of Travis Kelsey. Um, the dude. Absolutely. No, no. Travis Kelsey's still. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Travis. I'm sorry. Yeah. Travis Kelsey's still, you know, the top, one of the top tight yeah. ends in the league so you're gonna have to deal with that yeah, and until we can prove that we can stop him on a consistent basis like my guard is still up against the chiefs obviously um and like hunt i mean hunter renfro was on i think it was nfl network the other day and he said until until someone knocks off the chiefs they're the team to beat and that's true i mean they've yeah. won six straight afc west championships but it's time for someone to dethrone them and hopefully that's the raiders yeah yeah and of course We'll have a bye week six. I kind of like that week six. You get five weeks in, then a bye. Better than having a bye like week 10 or whatever it is. I hate I hate those like really late season buys. Yeah, the Texans, um, not exactly, you know. I'm surprised they still have a wedding. football team down there. I know. And then you've got the Saints. Um, that's always a toss-up. Because you're gonna go down to New Orleans to play them, um, and again, Eastern Time Zone, not very friendly. You're at Jacksonville, kind of the same thing, not uh, uh, Eastern Time Zone. But I, if you can't beat Jacksonville even this year, I, you've got no business going to the playoffs. I mean, come on, you know, Colts. Colts, who who is their quarterback now? It's just Matt Ryan, you know. Matt Ryan, um, uh, you know, Colts have to go to Vegas, so they do have Jonathan Taylor still. They do have yes, yes, the best running back. However, if I'm not mistaken, we bottled that up pretty good last time we played them. So, um, boy, there was a team that absolutely just botched the end of their season. Oh my lord, have mercy. Anyway, I digress. Uh, you got Denver again. You've got the Seahawks. Oh, my heavens. There's a team. Oh, yes. Yes, Metcalf has to just absolutely be so excited. If I'm a fantasy football owner, Stay Metcalf is probably the first wide receiver I'm drafting because I'm like, look, I've got gunslinger Locke throwing the ball to him. And Locke is just absolutely, I mean, he's a top 10 quarterback in the league, right? I mean, at throwing interceptions, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what they're doing over there um, in Seattle, but uh, maybe they're just counting on it being a down year. Um, got Chargers. You've got the Rams, the defending Super Bowl champs. That's going to be a tough out. I'm really intrigued with the Patriots, gentlemen. That'll be a fun matchup. Mass teacher versus master like that. Uh, you're Sunday gonna have night game, too. Indeedy, and then you get uh, for a little Christmas Eve delight. You get the Steelers. Mm-mm-mm. Now, who is leading? Who is leading the quarterback room over in Pittsburgh right now? Oh, you've either got Trubisky Pickett. or you've got Kenny Pickett, the first Ooh. round quarterback. 
we're not well. It'll that'll be interesting to see what happens. I, I, Pickett, I I like Pickett out of out of college. I think he's got a cha- a real chance to be a starter in the NFL. Um, I have a feeling Najee Harris is going to have a lot of touches. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably pick him up in fantasy. Um, rounding out the year with the 49ers and the Chiefs, 49ers ought to be good because the 49ers seem to be going with Trey Lance, seem to be throwing it all in on Trey Lance. That is going to be an interesting experiment uh, as the season goes on. And they kept Debo Samuel in the fold, which kind of surprised me, to be downright honest with you. Do you guys know what I heard today? Speaking of the 49ers, uh, guess who's on the look for another new quarterback to add to their room? Uh, I'm going to go with yes, the Cleveland the Browns. And they're thinking about trading for Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, my gosh. So they have Deshaun Watson. They're afraid that he's going to get suspended double-digit games. So they they came out and suspended him uh, for like six games. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's good. That's a good good punishment. The dude, like, allegedly did bad stuff for – 24 women and you give him six games come on now so they're they're taking that before another judge and that judge i hope just lays the smack down on his candy tukas and uh (laughs) gives him a nice solid year-long suspension i wish they'd just ban this sucker for life honestly but i it's anyways i digress so yeah the the uh the rumor is that the Browns, instead of riding with Jacoby Brissett, would then trade for Jimmy Garoppolo and take on his salary, the massive salary of Deshaun Watson. And I'm like, well, who the heck are they going to have play on their team then? I, that doesn't... I, I, okay, I'll, I'll be honest with you because this doesn't, to me, Brissett or Garoppolo... Are you really getting that much a difference? I mean, Brissett can take off and run at the very least. I don't think Garoppolo's got wheels unless I... I mean, I don't watch a lot of 49ers games, I'll be honest with you. But I know enough that it seems like... It doesn't seem to me worth it to go out and get Garoppolo if you've got Brissett there. That'd be like... But it's That's the like saying, I'm going to go get Mitchell Trubisky then. It's it's like, why? Okay, I, I to me they're all in the same quarterback pool. It's like they're all interchangeable there. Um, but you know what? God bless them. <laughs> go go for it. Get yourself in a little salary cap hell. Uh, let some good players walk and uh, still finish the season. You know, I don't know eight and nine or something like that. Whatever. You know, the Browns are gonna do what's best for that city of Cleveland. And uh, usually that's going, you know, with three to five wins a year. So, anywho, uh, looking at the slate of games this year, I'm really intrigued, really excited. It looks like a very winnable schedule, though. I mean, I don't, and I think I see that because I see who we've picked up in the offseason, and I'm excited. I feel like our team, and I talked with you guys about this about a week ago, but I feel like our team has, like, some of the big name players on it that it, that it's needed and not big name players that were big name players four seasons ago that are now 34 and it's like all right we got Devonte Adams he's 37 years old back when he was 28 29 and 30 boy that guy really had three good seasons didn't he you know and it's, you're like well okay he's a big name but you know why um we have guys in their prime. Shoot, even Chandler Jones had a good year last year. I mean, who do you want to guard? Chandler Jones or Max Crosby? You know? So so I feel like we finally added that proven talent that we keep talking about. The proven the players that have actually shown on the field. And I feel like for the first time, like for the most part across the board, at the very least at every position, there are good players there. Are there still some holes here and there? Sure. But I don't feel like it's like, well, we have no idea. Like we've got an undrafted rookie, 
a 32-year-old, and a guy who's mediocre, and those are our linebackers this year. It's like, no, I feel like we've got like decent players across the board. Sure, maybe you know we still need to add a linebacker or two, or a right tackle or five or six, um, but we've got players. It's like, hey, at the very least, like the rest of the line, if the right tackle position is is a question mark, at least four of the five guys there should be really decent and 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 better than average. So I'm excited about that going into this year. It doesn't feel like we have all these holes to fill. Birch, are you asleep con- over there? That What's going on? Nope, I'm Sorry, still I should have. So yeah, well, I mean, we'll see. We've got we still got three preseason games to get through here. Um, but anyway, what do you guys think of like the cornerback spot? That that one kind of worries me. Well, Speaking of like of like right thinness. Now. Well, supposedly Trayvon Mullen is still on the roster, but I don't know. Haven't I seen saw him. that he's on the physically unable to perform list, so I don't know how that exactly works. But that worries me because yeah. then you've got Rocky Sin, Averett. And you've got Hobbs, and then who? I kind of forgot about Nate Hobbs. That dude was a beast last year. It sounds really like he's been to see him in year two. battling with Adams quite well in practice. It sounds like they go back and forth a little bit, so that's intriguing. Good for him. You know, another another second-year player to keep an eye on, I'm interested to see how he progresses in year two, is uh, Merrick. Trayvon Merrick, the uh, safety out of TCU. He played a solid year last year, and um, uh, no reason to see why... There's no reason why he shouldn't be able to anchor down the back end. Also, that's what she said, um, for the Raiders. So, um, (laughs) but you've got... We're going to have to mark this episode as as explicative. Not (laughs) family-friendly. Well, you have... Um, Amik Robertson, they have right behind Trayvon. That's Moore. right. I forgot about Amik Robertson, who's also Amik had got, a good camp, allegedly. Allegedly, that now I remember when did I don't remember when he played. Was it when we played Buffalo? But he got he was toasted several times in a game that he got thrown in to start, and it was pretty brutal. Um, I want to say we played the Bills, but I'm, I can't be 100 percent sure on that. But the dude was just totally French toast out there. Um, which was odd because he was also getting high praise in camp. So maybe he's just another one of those kind of camp, camp heroes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, what's going to be difficult and we've talked about this, but I'll dive into this for a second. What we're going to do at the running back room. Cause somebody's going to have to get the ax. A couple people are going to have to get the, ax. well, one is going to have to get the ax. You've got Abdul, Abdullah, you've got White, you got Jacobs, and Drake. Um, that's going to be an interesting and battle. And Bolden. And Bolden. I mean, and Bolden, Bolden's got straight ties to uh, McNuggets, correct? <laughs> I mean, that's straight there. So you can't imagine, you know, he's already got a little little upper hand there as far as in the back at the back end of that roster. Um, I feel like it's going to come down to Abdullah or Drake. How well does Drake come back from his injury or Abdullah? Does Abdullah do enough to make his way, you know, onto the roster? Well, we also uh, drafted two running backs this year. Uh, Britton Brown. I did not see him out there, but he's from UCLA. He was like hurt. a seventh or sixth round draft pick. I can't remember exactly, but right now, yeah, you have seven running backs, and that's not counting your fullback. Uh, Johnson, I think, is his last Jacob. name. Um, yeah, Jacob Johnson, who you know he's probably going to make the squad because Mc, McNuggets likes to have a running uh, fullback um, as well. So, he's a big dude, too. Yes. Yes. Could we get is. one of you know what? I would could we keep like Abdullah? So 
to return like punts because I kind of get nervous seeing Hunter Renfro back there. I would totally um, agree. I, I like I'm like Hunter Ren- like can we just keep him playing the slot side? We don't need to risk anything else anymore with this man because he's a national treasure for Raider Nation. Yes, he is. And and I do not want to see him get absolutely decked, get his halls decked uh, on a on a punt return. So I just like can we, let's get one of these you know third fourth string running backs to do it. Not Jalen Richard. Um, obviously <laughs> he's moved on. But uh, uh, and there, well, gosh, that dude had a year where he was just an absolute liability back there. What did he have? Like five fumbles fumble that was nasty it was bad that was a a bad year um anyway i that would be my one requirement so then you could keep maybe four of these guys five of these guys keep uh keep one for punt returns anyway i digress that is a camp battle though worth watching um the zamir white i'm gonna just start calling him zeus i like that name better anyway i think we all agree first run what would he ripped off 15 yards Back to Birch's point again, though, way back in the podcast, that line was opening up some holes, man. Like like running backs, I felt like our running backs at every level, even against the starters, they were having their way. Like they were, we were gashing Jacksonville, and and again, it's the first game. It's for, but but it could have been we were getting stoned, you know, at the line, so it could have been worse. It was just really nice to see that everything, not that kind of stoned birch, stoned in the hole, stoned in the hole, as my as my high school coach used to say. Um, uh, so anyway, that interesting camp battle to keep an eye on and glad to see Zeus, at least thus far, seems to be what we hoped and what he was advertised as. He, he had good hands too. Were. Yeah, I'd like to see some more of those, uh, some more screens. Uh, you know, maybe not like eight a game, but <laughs> shoot, throw, throw a couple, two or three in a game. That's something like, I don't know. We might have thrown like one all of last year. I would, I'd love to see the numbers on that. Actually, who's our numbers man? Who is the guy who's got all the numbers? Is that Dubo, Josh Dubo? Where is that man's he got numbers for everything? Did he retire? I don't know. I haven't seen Dubo on Twitter for a long time. Oh, well, there you go. Maybe, Maybe he did retire. Well, he retired. Mr. Did he switch Mr. to another team? Yeah. I know those guys, sometimes they bounce around. Gutierrez is trying to take his place and ruffle some feathers. Amen. Amen. Um, gentlemen, do you guys have anything else that you want to add to this podcast for fodder? Before we release Raider Nation into whatever pursuits that they will pursue after listening to the glorious that is I don't think so I think just in the next coming weeks obviously we'll be trimming the roster down trimming the fat if you will um so that'll be interesting to see and also to keep an eye out on the the waiver wire maybe you snag up a a right tackle but or a linebacker but we don't need those so apparently not apparently not Mike had a great quote the other day oh you need a linebacker how about this sexy running back (laughs) Oh, a a corner you cry. How about another safety? How about one of those? And and that's what we seem to do is it's always like some some dumb like, oh, yeah, we need another wide receiver that was picked up as an undrafted free agent with the Patriots what? and played with, played with the Lions in their camp and maybe got <laughs> cut from the Bears once or twice, too, but... You know, that guy, we need him. We need that other wide receiver, right? Tackle, you say? X-nay on the on the right tackle, A. We're going another receiver. Or tight end. What's our uh, infatuation with tight end? Yeah, we end? have six of them on the on the roster <laughs> right now. What's up with that? Like, like pick three and call it good. Could knit that and back up quarterbacks. It's like... What are you? How many of these guys are going to be dropping? Are you that worried about the offensive line that you're like, we might go through three or four quarterbacks this year? I mean, good. Well, it seems if like- Brandon Parker's starting, 
Well, and the oh Bucks have already my. gone through two centers, so you never know. Oof. Oof. That's something else. This time of year, you just cross your fingers and 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 pray that the injury, I mean, the injury bug affects everybody, but you just pray that you do not have anything that just absolutely derails your season. Like, I don't know, your quarterback getting injured right before the playoffs kind of thing. So um, you just really hope. And it's becoming more difficult, I have to say, because we have so many good players now. It's like, it's hard to like, it's not like, well, we have these two guys. Hopefully they don't get injured because they're, really the only two players that are good on our team. It's like we've got, they're scattered all across the roster now, so it's going to be hard to keep everybody healthy. But hopefully we can get through the preseason and into the regular season healthy. Gentlemen, we always end the podcast with a question, and I have it right here. So if you guys are ready, we're going, I'd like to play a game. Um, The worst yard work out there. What is the worst yard work task? And I'm going to start off, I hate this. I, I don't know why. I think it's because it's so repetitive and I'm a man who likes to conquer things and you really can't conquer this project. It's very tedious and it's pulling weeds out of beds. I absolutely hate pulling weeds out of beds and it's, like I said, I think it's because it's so tedious. I I am not a man against spraying of weeds, but um, sometimes in certain areas of of the garden of the of the flower beds you know you can't throw the raid down because your wife has planted you know an ungodly amount of tulips so you might want to spray the tulips but let nay you cannot so now you are on bended knee for the next hour plucking weeds that you know in three weeks are just going to be right back there eight inches tall once again so i'm going to go with pulling of the weeds Tyler, you want to go next. You have a, a worst yard project. Oh man, I know you've you're in the process of doing this. Um, but stump removal. Oh, stump removal's a bear, and unless you have access to like a stump grinder or a like. As like a bunch of hydrochloric acid and you don't care about the environment you just pour it onto the stump like i've tried we we had to somewhat remove a stump in our backyard and it was it was a very tedious task we tried burning it like and it still has suckers that grow up from it like new tree growth that i have to take my fence down to get back behind where there's kind of like an easement behind my property and that easement makes it very not easy to keep this tree dead and so I would say stump removal sucks really really bad because I can't get equipment like a stump grinder where I need to because the tree is like right underneath a fence and I'd have to take my whole fence down I don't feel like doing that that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, if you can't... <laughs> it's a tough stump. Yeah, if you can't grind your stump, then, you know, you're pretty much... You're you're at a loss for things to do. And I don't care what they say. The whole, like, uh, hey, we'll just nail a bunch of holes in the top and put this stuff in it. That does not work. They're like, don't worry, it'll eat away at the stump. It's like, yeah, in like 40 years when I'm dead... It'll finally be gone. Like, I want it gone sometime in the next couple weeks. That's right. So I've actually dug a hole around my stuff, and I'm almost tempted just to pour a bunch of diesel fuel in there and just light that some bee on fire and just go. But the problem is it's in the front yard, and I, the neighborhood may have a problem with that. Can't confirm or deny, but the neighbors may have a problem. So, but very uh, excellent. Excellent, Tyler Birch. Last one, worst yard project. I know why you went first. You took the easy answer. <laughs> um, there are all kinds of yard projects out yeah. there. Don't give me that. Um, you, you're gonna be grinding your stump. You got pulling your weeds. You got all kinds of pruning, lawn mowing, weed eating. I'm gonna go I with mean, sprinkler repair. Oh, oh see, good one, good Birch. One. Yeah, like. Uh, 
just fixing the sprinklers or even the drip lines, making sure the flowers aren't dying, you know, just fine tuning yeah. that. It's just tedious. And although I will say and if you get a, it wrong, yeah. if you get it wrong, like you could flood stuff, oh, yeah. flood your neighbor's yard, flood your own yard, Been there, flood done your that. basement. Yeah, lose tons of money overnight. Like wake up and like, oh, I didn't know this has been this this has been wide open all night. I just lost like ten thousand gallons. My water bill is going to be like five hundred dollars this month. Yay me! You yeah. know. So that would be mine. Well done. See, there's good variety there. I like it. I feel like we touched on a lot of. Uh, if you had survey says, I feel like we'd have three of the top five there. So, anyway, Raider Nation, thank you for. Jumping back on the airwaves with us, enjoying a little podcast fodder. There's going to be more to come as the season gets underway. Keep an eye out on the preseason games. Give us a call, 208-557-9771. If you want to leave us your thoughts on the upcoming season, on the um, preseason games, on what's been going on during the offseason, Tell us what you want us to think. Tell us where you think we've gone wrong. We love to hear it all. And we always play it back back on the show. And then we'll tell you where you're right or wrong. <laughs> because it's our podcast and that's just kind of how we do it. It's a dictator. Because that's the bottom line. That's right. That's right. Anyway, Raider Nation, hang in there. Season's right around the corner. We appreciate you lending us an ear. And we will catch you in the next episode. Just win, baby.